Welcome to Heidi's Lemonade Stand, where we celebrate the triumphs of people who have overcome their own life's challenges and made our world better. People who have taken life's lemons and made lemonade. I am Heidi, your host. Thank you for joining me. Welcome, Parker, to the Lemonade Stand. You can Thank start you. by telling us three things about yourself. Three things about myself. So uh, I am a realtor, so I sell homes. And I'm married to the love of my life, and she's great. We don't have any kids yet, but maybe here soon. I'm getting a little bit older, so maybe I need to start that. I don't know. 32 is young still, right? <laughs> uh, and the last thing is um, I have just always tried to have uh, a positive outlook on any situation. My wife actually tells me, told me that yesterday, actually. She's like, the one thing I like about you is you always can look at the positive thing. And I was like, well, that's so nice of you to say, because I don't feel like I always do that. But apparently I do that. So so there you go. Oh, <laughs> that's so sweet. Yeah. Okay, so I'm a realtor too. Yeah. So what company do you work for? Oh my goodness, are you really? Uh, yeah. So I'm with Edge Homes. Okay, I know Edge Homes. That's awesome. It's yeah. really great. They're a yeah. great where, company. Where do you work with? Do I work, work with, with Better Homes and Gardens. Really? And, yeah. Cool. And then I also just bought a flagship home. So kind of nice. crazy. I know, there crazy, you know. huh? Okay, so you said you're a really positive person. So that probably takes us for your to our lemon to lemonade story. There you go. Yeah. So when I was 22 years old, um, I was riding a motorcycle and uh, going to school. Right. So I'd just been off an LDS mission. I was just getting into life and trying to understand like, okay, what's the next step for adulthood? Cause I don't really know what to do. And so I, I had this motorcycle because I was cheap at the time, you know, college, right? You're trying to like save everything, eat ramen, like all those things. And uh, so I was on this motorcycle and I was driving to school. And as I'm driving to school, I come around on the on UVU campus and uh, right as I'm entering an intersection, a truck, like a maintenance truck, just pulled an illegal left turn and just smashed me, just full on hit me right on my left leg and just crushed it. Uh, you know, if you ever heard the story of Humpty Dumpty, that was my leg, basically, just wow. tons of pieces. And it was pretty bad. It was just, I, I got shot up like six feet in the air and like 10 feet over. And it just was like, and I'm sitting there on the ground and I'm like, bleeding out basically because it hit like a main artery so like i'm just like gushing blood all over the road and like there's people scrambling and there was a bus driver that came over and like was putting uh you know some paper towels or whatever you could put on it to just to try to suppress suppress the the, the flow i guess or whatever is happening and uh yeah it was it was crazy and i'm sitting there and i'm just like Oh my gosh. And it, it hurt like a lot. And I was just like, okay, like in that, in that moment in your life, you're like, I am completely helpless. Like I can't do anything right now. I need someone to help me. And so, you know, of course you're, you're, you're just screaming, help me. Like that's, that's what I was doing. Just help me. And paramedics came and that was great. And they, they took me to Provo uh, hospital. Provo couldn't handle it. So they lifelighted me to IMC 
where they spent the next 12 hours in surgery or something crazy like that. And uh, I was out the whole time. Wasn't conscious. Once, once the paramedics came, I'm pretty sure they just put some, you know, something in my veins and made me go to sleep. Because they're like, we don't need you awake for this. And I'm like, well, thank you. <laughs> it was traumatic enough just like living the moment before you came. So, but uh, they ended up saving the leg. Uh, it was, it was pretty bad. So the, it had a huge break on the tibia and then multiple breaks on the fibula. And it was the anterior tib muscle, which is the muscle that lifts your foot, which is mush. Literally they couldn't even save it. And so it, uh, it was tough. And I then spent another few weeks in the hospital and followed up by like 10 surgeries of trying to, like I said, put Humpty Dumpty back together again <laughs> It, uh, it eventually, it, it didn't work. It just, it wasn't working. So it got to the point where I, I would have had a drop foot. So basically the way that I'd walk my gait, I'd have to swing my leg out and come back in, in order to be able to walk. I couldn't do like the regular, you know, foot over heel like we do, you know? And so that was a concern of mine. And, uh, I started researching amputation. I like, watched amputations on youtube which is i don't recommend doing it's kind of gruesome so but i wanted to know i wanted to know if this is really gonna be what it's gonna be then i i gotta know how this works you know i'm that kind of a person and so i just i i it, it came to the point where that was the best option it really was and so that's what we did i had a doctor that was so understanding and man i love the guy death um all the other doctors like the plastic surgeon he was an orthopedic surgeon just for the record but the plastic surgeon and all the other different surgeons with their degrees which i fully have respect for them because that takes a lot but they were saying no keep going it's the best for you you do you have to do it we got to save it and i'm in my mind i'm thinking my quality of life is not going to be great though if we do like, cause I looked at the quality of life of amputees and it's, it's scary though, right? You're cutting off a limb. That's, that's nothing, nothing short of crazy <laughs> making the decision to do it. I don't know, at least for me. And so I just, I just talked to the doctor and I was like, I, I think we need to, I think we need to amputate. And he was going to put a new rod in it cause I got an infection and he's like, it's okay. We're going to get through this. And I just looked him in the eye and I'm like, I, I need I need a better quality of life than this. I, I can't keep going surgery after surgery after surgery forever and ever and living in this hospital bed or living at home incapacitated. I was lonely. Like I I was truly lonely. My my parents were at work and my siblings were at school and I was at home. No job. Nope no motorcycle that was gone i had a car but it was a crappy car i had to sell it because i couldn't afford the payment it was 90 bucks a month i had 200 dollars in my bank account left with two hundred thousand dollars plus in medical bills you know and i i had nothing to look forward to i wasn't i was I pulled out of school you know i had i had nothing and so i i told the doctor i was like i, I need something i need some hope i need i need i need to change this in some way because I, I can't I can't keep doing this there's no way and so he's like all right we'll do it 
I was blown away because doctors don't take recommendations from patients. Uh, not usually at least. And, uh, so we amputated it and that was, that was interesting. I remember waking up and, you know, you look down and, you know, nothing's there and you're just like, Whoa, this is real life. (laughs) There was actually a funny, this is a side note. There was a funny experience. So when they amputate your leg, they strap it, they strap your knee so you're completely straight. So you, you can't bend your knee. They don't want you to bend your knee or anything. So it was straight. And I remember sitting at the edge of my bed. And so my, this is my left leg, right? So my right leg, my foot's on the floor, my other leg, the leg is straight out. Right. But then most of it's missing. Right. Like, so I only have like five inches below the knee and my dad comes around to help me. And he walks through my leg. That's not there. And I scream. I'm like, Oh my gosh, what are you doing? (laughs) And he's like, what? I'm like, you just walked through my leg. And he's like, what do you mean? And I'm like, my, that's where my leg goes. And he's like, oh, okay. So, so when he walked back, he, he walked around my invisible leg because he didn't want me to, <laughs> to scream again. So I don't know. Maybe that's the lemonade. Just funny experiences from it. So, <laughs> But it just... Uh, man, it, it was tough. Like, and even, even later, you know, like getting on crutches and trying to regain strength and getting back to school and man, stairs were hard. Like, oh my gosh, those were, those were brutal. I don't know if you ever done crutches on stairs, but it sucks. (laughs) I don't know. That, that was kind of the, that's kind of a lot. So, but that was kind of the experience that I had during the, right before the amputation, I had this feeling that everything was going to be okay, uh, that I was going to be able to walk again, that I was going to be able to run, that I was going to be able to do all the things that I wanted to do, that I had such a desire to get back to. Because when you're when you're living regular life, like when I was 22 and I came home, I, you know, I didn't think about those things. I didn't think, hey, what about people that are in wheelchairs? Or, hey, what about people that are lonely at, you know, wherever hospitals if they're living in and out of a hospital like maybe they have some other condition or you know that thought never crossed my mind that that there's people out there I mean I knew there was but I didn't understand what they were going through and then I had to go through that and so but the hope was that it was going to be okay I I was going to be okay I was going to be able to keep going with life and I was it was going to be fine and I just kind of held on to that feeling and I just trusted myself. I trusted that I could do it, that I could make that feeling come true. And after the amputation, I got my first prosthetic, I think it was like a couple of months, like three months after. So I got the amputation in January of 2012. And then in March, yeah, I think it was March, I got my first prosthetic. And uh, man, that was hard to walk on for a little bit. But I went wakeboarding that's that uh that summer and that was that just was joy to me i was just like i can do the things that i wanted to do now granted it took me like like way too many times to try to get up on the wakeboard (laughs) so i was trying to figure out how do you work this dang metal thing that's attached to my leg my you know my my real body (laughs) but i i guess that that feeling was just kind of the the hope that Life's going to get better. And it has. And it's been great. 
and I've had a lot of laughs. People make fun of my leg and it's great. And they make jokes and, you know, they're kind of nervous sometimes. And I'm like, no, nah, you can do it. I don't care. Like, <laughs> so it's a good conversation starter too. But yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I can, I'm, I can now I, see why your wife says that you're so positive. I mean, you just oh, are light and inspiration and you're just so oh, happy and it's so nice yeah. to talk to you. Yeah. So thanks. I can see yeah. exactly what she means now. That's awesome. I'm doing everything I want to do and I'm blessed honestly, because you know, there's, there could have been an instance where I wasn't, and maybe later on down the line, it might be, I might not be able to walk anymore. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Cause I had hip surgery too. And that was a whole other ordeal. Um, but I'm just going to savor what I have right now and I'm going to keep going, keep breathing, you know, and just, do, do what I can to live the best I can. And then if there ever comes a time where, you know, I can't walk anymore and I'm in a wheelchair, then I'll figure it out, you know, and just, yeah, just keep going. I love that. That's so great. What an inspiration. Yeah. I love your attitude about it. Oh, that. thanks. <laughs> and you can, I loved how you said that um, you kind of look at people differently or you notice things more that you didn't notice before your accident. Well, cause you kind of, I've been, somewhat on their level i shouldn't say i'm on their level because i don't know what they're going through like but in some way i i can kind of empathize like where where they're at and it it sucks <laughs> a lot it really it's does. not fun and it's hard and it's traumatic and lonely gosh man the loneliness was what was the hardest part and so I, whatever I can do, like if I see people like that, I, I try to somehow like make them feel good. Cause you know, having a friend is the, one of the greatest gifts in my mind, like not having friends and being lonely. And that's, that's the hardest thing. I think a lot of people can relate with just being lonely and how hard that is too. And that's why I think we go through these problems yeah. and these trials so that we can help others. And so now you can be that person that's like, you know what? I bet they're lonely. Let's call them. Let's text them. Let's drop by. And you have that insight that the rest of us might not have. Yeah. Yeah. Really it's cool. true. That's Thanks. Really cool. yeah, yeah. Thank you. That's oh, awesome. Oh, no worries. I appreciate your story. Whew. I mean, I was in a car accident as well. And so I could just relate, you know, and it damaged my leg as well. Nothing like that. Nothing like that. But um, just my knee. So I had to have that kind of fixed and replaced and. So I know about learning to walk again. I know about the crutches. Yeah. I get it. I yeah. get that whole thing. And then finding a great lawyer that makes yeah. it all better, right? For real. Ken yeah. and Russ, they literally, my gosh, dude, like I, I didn't have to do anything. Right. All Same. I had to do. And yeah, all you had to do was just. Phone call. <laughs> just phone call. And yeah. they take care of the whole thing. And you just focus on you. Focus yeah. on getting better. Focus on getting your life back to where. To a point where, because it probably won't be the same, you know, it, it won't be exactly the same as what you had it before, but at least get it to the point where, you know, you, you can be happy, you yeah. know, and that's all they care about. They want you to do that and they take care of all the mumbo jumbo stuff that we don't want to take care of anyways. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thank goodness. And, and compensate you for all your time, injury, pain, loss, everything that yeah not that it makes it worth it in any way but it still was way better than being screwed over and now you're without a car and you're injured and you're in pain and you have bills but then they help bring in 
the money that covers all of that. So yeah, that, that's a lifesaver. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I was really grateful that I was referred to them because uh, I never would have called a lawyer ever. I wouldn't have. Really? I would you just would have. Just would have suffered it. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. So a friend told me I was complaining like this sucks. Everything's bad and so wrong. And she's like, you need a lawyer. I'm like, what? Nah, you know? Yeah. And it took me a little while and I finally called him like, you probably can't do anything. And I felt so much better after that. I'm like, okay, the lawyers definitely know what they're doing. And no, it was, it was worth it. So, (laughs) so it's fun to be able to relate with somebody like that because you don't go around telling that part of the story all the time, but it's no. definitely, I recommend getting a lawyer now. So I agree. Yeah. Wholeheartedly, but yeah. don't just get a lawyer, get Ken. Yeah. Yes. Get the good guys. Get the, the good, good guys. guys. Yeah. Right. Get the good guys. <laughs> don't get the other guy. Those other guys suck. Go get yeah. the good guys. <laughs> yeah. Good yeah. lawyers are worth it, but thank well, you. Well, you're super sweet and thanks for reaching out and yeah. thanks for connecting. It's always fun to make new relationships and yes. Uh, everything like that and hear your story as well yeah um, I'm glad that you were able to kind of pull through as well yeah. and get yeah. all that so yeah. but if you ever need a friend don't be lonely that's Call right me and we'll I chat so I love that that's so great <laughs> thank you yeah. thanks I Heidi. appreciate you're, your time you're wonderful you thank really you. are and I appreciate you're you awesome. a lot so okay we'll stay in touch take okay. care bye, bye. are still here? Well then click on the next episode to get more lemonade. One more day.